Hello, and welcome to the Deep Bible Studies podcast, where we discover, explore, examine, and practice the Word of God. Today, we will be going through the second part of John 9, 1 through 9. Jesus heals a man born blind. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And the disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. So right off the bat, what an amazing purpose. A lifetime of blindness so that in the end, God's glory and sovereignty would be displayed. That is amazing, and not just that he ended up seeing, but when you truly take a second to think about that, you will see that the purpose is way too great to grasp for such finite minds. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. So what did Jesus mean when he was talking about day and night? Well, it is a metaphor. He is saying that he must perform the Father's will while dwelling among them in the flesh. He does not mean that his light is temporary and that it will blow out. Because then that would mean that he is not steadfast, therefore he is not God. But rather he means that being the light of the world, his light was most shown vividly, radiantly, and brightly when he was in the world. What is so incredibly important about this verse is the term we. This means that this is a calling for all Christians to do the works of him who sent Jesus. From the Evidence Bible, Ray Comfort uses these two quotes, which I find very edifying and I'm going to share with you. The first is this, John Wesley was asked what he would do with his life if he knew that he would die at midnight the next day. His answer was something like this, I would just carry on with what I am doing. I will arise at 5 a.m. for prayer, then take a house meeting at 6 a.m. At 12 noon, I will be preaching at an open air meeting. At 3 p.m., I have another meeting in another town. At 6 p.m., I have a house meeting. At 10 p.m., I have a prayer meeting, and at 12 midnight, I would go to be with the Lord. Ask yourself this, if we knew that we were to die at 12 o'clock tomorrow night, would we have to step up our evangelistic efforts or could we in all good conscience carry on where we are? The evangelistic harvest is always urgent. The destiny of men and nations is always being decided. Every generation is strategic. We are not responsible for the past generation and we cannot bear the full responsibility for the next one but we do have our generation. God will hold us responsible as to how well we fulfill our responsibilities to this age and take advantage of our opportunities. That was by Billy Graham, and the point of that one was to show that evangelism is a command, and there are ways to do it right here, right now. And we are commanded to do that. Verse 5 says, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. What is so beautiful about this statement is this, not only is Jesus the light of the world in the spiritual sense that he gives light in the darkness and raises the dead from sin into new redeemed life, but also that Jesus is the literal and physical light for which this blind man will be able to see. It brings me back to the hymn of I Stand Amazed, which reminds one of the gospel and then ponders upon the song the Christian will sing to the end of the age. It reads, I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene, and wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned unclean. How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song will ever be, 
How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. He took my sins and my sorrows and made them his very own. He bore the burden to Calvary, he suffered and died alone. Oh, how marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. Forever I will sing your praises, Jesus, risen King, O oh my God. I stand amazed that you loved me, when in ransomed in glory, his face I at last shall see. It will be my joy through the ages to sing of his love for me. How beautiful is that? And I think that's a truth that we need to hold steadfast. And I think it's beautiful that it's a song because a lot of times we learn more through songs and that's why our theology needs to be in line with our doxology, which means the praise of God. Meaning that if we have good theology, we will have correct doxology, which we are commanded to do. So it's beautiful to sing hymns and songs that are completely in line with scripture or songs that are literally scripture sung because then we can retain it and we can hold it near and dear to our hearts as we are reading the scriptures every day. Let's read the rest of the passage. Having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud with saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with mud and said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seen. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, it is he. Others said, no, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the man. You can find more information on our website, www.deepbiblestudies.com, where you will also find the calendar to go along with the book that we will be studying. You can also find us on Instagram, at Deep Bible Studies, and Facebook, where you can know every single time we post a new podcast. Also, we have an email, contact at deepbiblestudies.com, where you can ask us any questions and we will be sure to get back to you. I hope you have a wonderful day and see you next time.